Namaste. Welcome to Call and Response Podcasts with Krishnadas, where he shares meaningful stories of his life on the path, of his Guru Maharaji, and integrating spiritual practice into our everyday lives. Call and Response Podcasts is an offering of the Kirtanmala Foundation. The foundation is dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba, a great spiritual teacher of India. If you are interested in supporting this podcast and the work of the foundation, please visit kirtanwalafoundation.org, K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org. So practice, you got to do practice, I'm sorry, you just have to. With our eyes open and our hearts open. But through a practice, you're, you're, you get used to coming back from being gone. It's more like an ability to let go. War is going to be fantastic. Definitely. Um, yeah. So, so at okay. some point, things get very bad, and the the negative energy gets very strong, and and kind of get they all decide to attack the kingdom of Shambhala, where all the all of us will be living at that point. Petroleum industry attacks them basically. The petroleum industry. They and, do. And you know, etc. So they, they form a big army and they get ready to attack. Now, there happens to be a king in Shambhala, in the kingdom of Shambhala, named Raudra Chakri, which means the wrathful one with the wheel. Now, you know Vishnu, his weapon is the chakra, a wheel. And um, so he becomes aware of this, the demons and the, the humans and all the bad negative energy getting together. And what he does is he goes into this uh, super long trance and he gathers all his powers. And when he comes out, the army of Shambhala goes out to meet the army of the, the bad guys. And now in the Ramayana, we were talking about earlier, Hanuman finds Sita, comes back, and then Rama goes to beat up the bad guys. And, and the armies of Rama kill all the other bad guys, but they leave the real bad guy for Rama to kill. Because he has to kill, only he can kill that guy. So in the, in the Kala Chakra Tantra, this battle begins and the king sends his two generals. And this is in, this is in the text. The king sends his two generals to fight, to lead the fight against the armies. And what are their names? Shiva and Hanuman. Hello. <laughs> Hello, are you, you there? You discovered that I didn't even notice it. I found this in a book one day. I opened up this book, it was on a friend's shelf, and I went, what? So this is in the, in the, in the Tibetan text. The generals of the army of Shambhala are Shiva Sanskrit and, text and Hanuman. Sanskrit text originally. And they destroy the armies, leaving only the bad guy, for the king to fight and he kills the guy and then the golden age arises. By the way, also that the name of the king Kalki yeah. is also the name of the tenth avatar of Vishnu. Yes, you see. So there's, it's a similar there's, uh, there's a similar apocalypse. The lineage of Shambhala kings, the lineage of avatars, the so called Hindu avatars, and the lineage of the Siddhas. Each incarnation is exactly the same. And what we're talking about here is Raudra Chakri, which is the uh, Shambhala king, and then 
on the so-called Hindu side is the Kalki avatar, the next avatar. And uh, Rudrashaki is, and where's Maitreya in this? Uh, Rudrashaki is the incarnation of Vajrapani. Vajrapani, okay. Vajrapani, the... That's beyond uh, my pay grade. The power of all Buddhas. Yeah. Okay. So then, Maitreya. but the, it's... Maitreya is around. That, yeah. that happens later, thousands of years Oh, later. I see. Thousands of years. Well, I'll, I'll this probably miss it. This is still Shakyamuni it. Buddha's time. You know? I see. So it's Shakyamuni Buddha seeing to it that this planet, it becomes the best platform for people to realize, beings to realize their own true nature, which uh -huh. is the nature of love and wisdom, wisdom yeah. and love, yeah. which you everybody see, already it, has if they only knew. Yeah. If it, we only knew. It all comes back to the love again. It all comes Isn't back that to sweet? that. Again and again and I again. I like it. That's the way we're made, you know. That's, yeah. that's where we're made. We're made that way. Funny thing, so... What's that? When I was having my nervous breakdown in India, and when I was going to kill myself... The and, one in India? Yeah, in India, in the old days with Maharaji. So... Uh, he was teasing me about getting married all the time, and I, the, I didn't want to do that because I saw my other friends kind of met, you know, there, and they, oh, hey, hey, how you doing? Yeah, yeah. And they'd come to Maharaji and say, oh, you, you're friends. And they go, yeah, oh, that's really good, yeah. The next day, they say, oh, you're good friends. <laughs> and the next day, okay, boom, you're married, go to America. So America was not my idea. I was not going back. So I just avoiding that situation. And then you marry? What's that? You said you were Buddha and then you're Mary? I could I couldn't catch what you said. <laughs> so you're married? What did he say? No, he was teasing me about getting married. Oh yeah, okay. Maharaji all the time. Teasing to save me. Save you from suicide. To save me from suicide okay. and as if that would save me. But anyway, I saw the other people get married and then he'd send them away and I didn't want to get sent away. So I was just like this, no, no, I no. See. So, so a couple of days after my breakdown, I was in the jungle by myself, sitting on a rock. And I thought, why don't I smoke some hash? <laughs> you had some. I had some. Oh. I wasn't a big smoker, but it just so happens I had a little bit, and you know, I was sitting on this nice rock in the jungle, and I thought, okay, let's smoke a little, this is good. So I took a couple of hits, and I completely freaked out, and I went running back to the temple. Into the temple, I ran into the temple, he's sitting there inside his room with the door, with the window open, waiting for me. And he goes, come here! And I went there, he said, What's your name? I said, Krishna. She said, no, you are Bajrangbali, the thunderbolt, lightning, lightning bolt body really? form of Hanuman's strongest... What's called Bajra, what? Bajrangbali. Bajrangbali. Bali means powerful. Bajrang, rang is body. Bajra, rang, Bali. Bali. Bali, Bali. Bajrangbali. So... He said, what's your name? I said, Krishnadas. He said, nay, Bajrangbali, what's your name? Krishnadas, nay, Bajrangbali. We were arguing. <laughs> so I said, now, Bajrangbali Hanuman was celibate, right? Not married until he got to Tibet. So, um, <clears throat> so I said to Maharaji, I said, oh, okay. You want me to be Bajrangbali? Okay, but you remember, he was the eternal celibate. And he cracked up. He laughed so hard. Really? He was slapping his thighs and laughing. It was as if he knew something that nobody else knew. 
I had the feeling then, long before I knew this story. And then he said, okay, wise guy, you're Janaka. Now, Janaka was Sita's father, adopted father, and he was a Raja Rishi. He was a king, but he was also a saint, a realized being, a Rishi. I see. A Raja Rishi. And he, and he said, okay, you're, you're Janaka, you'll have yoga and bhoga. Bhoga is worldly enjoyments, and yoga is union with God. So I said, okay. That's <laughs> good. <laughs> But uh, Bajrangbali. 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 Yeah. Yogan Bhog. That's really good. He Vajra. was too funny. Vajra, you know, Vajra means, Vajra is a really great word. It means a diamond because it's unbreakable and it can mean a thunderbolt. But it's a wonderful thing in a, in a, when we come to Tantra in India where it comes to mean the, what they call the clear light of the void. Hmm which means, or of emptiness, which means the infinite energy of reality, basically. Mm. Wow. And, but that infinite energy is the love energy. Mm. And what, hap what I'm saying is that India took uh, from the Vedic idea, in, in the Vedas it's not love. In the Veda, Vajra means a thunderbolt and it's a weapon of Indra. Yeah, Indra's weapon. And he uses it like a, to shatter citadels, you know, mm. and so Vedic, uh, much of the Vedic uh, mantras are war songs. Right. And they're calling on Indra after he takes Soma, he goes and he shatters the citadels of their enemies and then they conquer those places. Mm. But, it, but, in, but once it reaches India, the Vajra idea, that's when it's coming from Central Asia, chariot warriors and so on. Mm. But with the Kshatriyas, you know. But when it gets into India after some time, it comes to mean this infinite, stronger than the thunderbolt, is this infinite energy of love. Mm. And that infinite energy of love is not violent because it's, it doesn't need violence because it's everything. Mm. So it's a really wonderful Indian vision. Yeah. And it's general, both sides, all sides in India, Jain, Buddhist, Hindu, whatever. Mm -hmm. Vajra. Yeah. So we were Vajra Bang Badi. Rang Badi. Rang Bali. Rang Badi. You had yeah. arguments with him about your name. Hmm? You had arguments with him about your name. Yeah, well, I had, you know. You talk he, back sometimes to your guru. Uh, you know, playfully. Playfully. Like when he first named me Krishnadas, I said, Krishnadas? Oh, give me a break. Krishnadas? We're Ram guys. I'm a Hanuman guy. What is this Krishnadas? <laughs> he just laughed. He said, oh, it's okay. Hanuman served Krishna too. Oh, good. And in fact, it's true. In the Mahabharata, the great battle between good and evil, when Krishna is not fighting, but he's driving the chariot of Arjuna, the great warrior. And um, through the whole battle, you know, in those days, they fought with missiles, atomic weapons, that they activated with the power of their mind and mantra. It wasn't like a little arrow like Robin Hood. They shot missiles, huge missiles at each other. And the most powerful missiles were the ones that were, were invoked with the most consciousness, the most uh, attention, the most concentration. Those were the most powerful missiles. So all through the war, all the other warriors are, are keep getting new chariots because they're, they're getting blown up all the time. So now the war's over. The good guys have won, and Arjuna asked Krishna to drive him up on this hill and look out 
at the, the whole battlefield. And so they get up on the hill and Krishna says, okay, so today is different than other days. Just like, why is this night different than mm -hmm. other nights? Yeah. So uh, usually I get down first as your charioteer and I help you off the chariot. But today you get off first and you run as fast as you can away from here. So Arjun gets down and he runs away. Krishna steps off the chariot. And then there was a white flag on top of the chariot with a red monkey in the flag. Mm -hmm. And the minute Krishna got off the chariot, the monkey flew out of the flag and disappeared in the sky and the chariot blew up in a million pieces. Mm. And Krishna says to Arjun, didn't it occur to you that you hadn't, didn't have to change your chariot? He said, Hanuman was guarding the chariot and absorbing all the missiles. Mm. So, there you go. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Uh. In a way, you know, the Tibetan Rinpoche, when Tara Tokul, his name was, uh, the, he still has a reincarnation who has a midlife crisis right now. But the older one, previous one, passed away in the 80s. He, he actually said that the hydrogen bomb, atomic bomb now is activated by the mind, really? by the mind of hatred. Ah. And that the trigger of it is not just a plutonium, you know, thing and that's mm. another kind of bomb that then ignites the chain reaction. Yeah. It's the intelligence mobilized by hatred. Mm. So the, the real trigger is the hatred in the mind of the person who pulls the trigger, you know. Right. And in a way the creating of it, the creation of it was out of hatred against this, an enemy. You know? mm -hmm. yeah. So it still is actually activated by mind and mantra sure. now is the is the, you know, the, the E equals MC squared formula, and so forth, that's that mantra. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a kind of mantra, you know. Yeah. Unfortunate thing. But in a way, in a way, maybe if we, it's like Baba Ramdas thinking of his stroke as something good, in a way, the human intelligence sort of generally, not just some semi-deities in the ancient past, but generally realizing the power of intelligence can destroy everything. Mm. You know, I kind of think, I think of 1945, you know, the Hiroshima and Nagasaki as, as atrocious as they were, the, you know, especially civilian bombing, I think is terrorism, it's a really bad thing. Mm. Personally, I pers my personal view, but even though a government does it, it's not really a righteous thing. But uh, I'm saying, the, the fact that this became known in the world that, you know, where people used to feel that my body is a really solid thing, you know, mm -hmm. and then there are some atoms in there that are like hard little like billiard balls and that, you know, like I'm, I made those things and they're mine, you know, you know? <laughs> and until I, of course, I die. But then, you know, that's, you know, materialists feel like that. Yeah. But the idea that one's own atoms have an energy to pulverize you instantaneously Mm. when triggered in a chain reaction. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of a deep subliminal teaching of impermanence, yeah. of transformation, of instability, that therefore, in a way, it's a spiritual teaching. And also it has made war basically impossible. Uh, yeah. Basically, impossible they, don't, they act like it is possible, yeah. and they have their little ones. But you can, yeah. once war cannot escalate, you know, and has to divert into Facebook, yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> you're not really able to have real war, you know. Yeah, right, it's yeah. impossible. Yeah. Uh, my son is a little bit of a radical, uh-huh. and he's been saying for years, people just hush him up and tell him to run away. But he's saying, like, everybody should have a nuke. <laughs> I'm saying that. Everyone should have a nuke. Uh-huh. Like, what, what's this? You know, when the U.S. and Russia and China have nukes, let, let everybody have a nuke. Then nobody will be able to mess around and, and kill each other. Yeah. They can all sit there and clutch their nukes. So that weird guy with the hairdo, you know? But the other hairdo, the two yeah, of them, yeah, is really guy. funny. Yeah. The two hairdos. You know, the one of them looks a little bit like a, in the cartoons, they make it look like a mushroom cloud. <laughs> and the other one looks like, looks, the other one looks like some kind of like weird, like flame thing. Yeah. Flamethrower, flamethrower. Flamethrower, yeah. They're really, and they're both like disgustingly overweight. And they're both, Completely, really, we have to send them love. You know? Both. Oh, we do. Definitely, we must. Absolutely. In, in the form of an appeal to resign. <laughs> but that's love. No, that is love. Just, you know, they let them both move in together and be housemates at Mar a Lago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be great. Yeah. What do you think? I'm sorry, that's off off topic, I know that's off topic. Thank you so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by the Kirtan Mala Foundation. Krishnadas is renowned for leading Kirtan, the spiritual practice of chanting, and workshops around the world. For more information about him, including upcoming events, please visit krishnadas.com. K-R-I-S-H-N-A-D-A-S dot com. We also invite you to visit kirtanwalafoundation.org K-I-R-T-A-N-W-A-L-L-A-H foundation.org Here you will find more offerings dedicated to spreading the teachings of Neem Karoli Baba. Love everyone, serve everyone. Remember God. Ram Ram.